Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania X8. And based on the horrible music that you hear underneath me, let me just pause for a second so you can listen to the dulcet sounds of Drowning Pool. All right, that was five seconds of pure garbage. That kind of sums up WrestleMania X8, the return of Hulk Hogan, this time as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He truly is a garbage person. It's not like a controversial statement or anything, but Hulk Hogan... See, our Hulk Hogan hatred started early at WrestleMania 1, so all you new haters of Hulk Hogan, catch up! Also, if you like the NWO, uh, please contact us, contact Chris Kelly and I, and explain why. Why do, Why would anybody like this group? It doesn't make any sense. Who cares about a bunch of 40 and... 40-plus-year-olds uh, that are mean. Fuck you guys. You guys are stupid. If you like NWO, why? Why do you... Under- I don't understand that in any possible way. Anyways, this is our podcast about WrestleMania X8. If you have no desire to listen to a podcast about wrestling, but for some reason really want to hear you meet them, everybody, that's great. There are over 350 other episodes for you to enjoy. And none of those feature Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That being said, The Rock is in this WrestleMania, and he is a great human being, and he is a guiding light for all of us. So, without further ado, wait, here's some more Drowning Pool. Alright, that's the garbage. Uh, Here's WrestleMania X8. Well, they've had good bands. And now they have, like... Not hip bands, but like they were hip bands. No, no, they weren't. They were never hip. They weren't. Oh, hip! I yeah. thought you said hit. No, these oh, no, are... the huge hits. Yes. Um, they don't have hit bands anymore. They have no one's really a hit anymore, though. Right. Like they can't get any. They can't get Adele. I don't think Adele's gonna. They may. Adele might be a huge wrestling fan. Who would <laughs> Adele like? Wrestling. Uh, which wrestler would Adele like now? Besides the obvious, Wade Barrett. <laughs> Just. Kidding. <laughs> yeah, she Paige. Like Paige and her are both oh, like boy. British white trash. Is Adele white trash? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? I think so. Why? No, I'm pretty sure just from interviews and stuff. She's from like a bad family or something like that. Yeah, she's not from the uh, the royalty. So I didn't. I they're re- all white trash. I thought she was from royalty. <laughs> well, in our hearts. All right, we're here to talk about WrestleMania X8. The one and only is the tagline. <laughs> Jeez, thankfully, the this is the only. only. Oh, boy. March 17th, 2002 at Toronto Skydome. Uh, which is really cool. Skydome yeah. is an amazing venue for and this. back there the first time since six, which they will mention many times. I wonder why they're going to mention that many times. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, the thing that's big over this is it's the the first WrestleMania as the engorged WWF. Uh, they own both WCW and ECW, or the remnants of ECW. Yeah. Um, it's their last is WWF and the, uh, which is I would like to point yeah. out that we're gonna record we're recording this on December fifteenth. Is that the date? Sixteenth December. Ooh, this is sad. We don't know the day of the week. Oh, it's fifteenth. You're December fifteenth, right. twenty fifteen, and we're gonna record Dece- We're gonna record WrestleMania nineteen, not X nine, just nineteen yeah. uh, later this evening, and that's the transition. They never once mention it. No, you have to kind of get it in context clues. Which is, I, I find very fascinating. Yes. Well, as we'll see, I mean, they always rewrite their own history. Sure, but this is one of the first times in our intro we have the actual history of the entire company. Nothing's been censored out. Nothing's been taken away. Yes. Everyone's back in the company, or they're just not wrestling anymore, or dead. That's right. Well, 
in the past, they would just pretend like that never happened. That never happened. Hulk Hogan, it was just uh, Andre uh, body slammed himself. He fell over. <laughs> WrestleMania 3. Oh, is that going to be the... I really hope that's the promo for WrestleMania star. Just Hulk, It's all the same exact Hulk Hogan stuff, but just vacancies. Yeah. Just that would remove be great. from it. Why, yeah. is every, why, is, why is Mr. McMahon's face so bloody? <laughs> why did he do that to himself? That's so... <laughs> Oh, wrestling. So this one doesn't start with a uh, a national anthem, either the American or the Canadian one. No, no, it doesn't. It starts with the band Saliva. Yeah, they're a horrible band. Oh, my God. So they're playing their hit song, Make Me a Superstar. which no, is Superstar. Theme what? song, Superstar, okay. superstar by Saliva. Well, the hook would be Make Me a Superstar. Oh. Um, which, which I probably remember. I uh, like to think that they were covering the Carpenters. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. Um, I love the Carpenters. You would, yeah, because they're a good yeah. band, and that guy's a, the the one that's alive, the male. He did a interview with uh, in Fresh Air not too long ago. He's uh he's angry. It's pretty great. I so like that, I like, you like uh, that now. I like older successful men who are like who don't understand new things. Yeah, like Don Henley. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't like the Sonic Youth cover of uh, Superstar. It's like, all right, why? <laughs> gives Terry a Gross shit. is like, I like it. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Terry Gross is like, I smoke pot. I like it. Oh, yeah, she does smoke pot. She's a druggie. I don't yeah. like Terry Gross anymore. Terry Gross, it's over. It's over. Love affair's Throwing over. Throwing the podcast gauntlet down on Terry Gross. Well, but how do you feel about the band Saliva? Mediocrity, at best. At best. How is this air... How... Ugh. Okay, look... Do you realize this isn't even the good Saliva song? There's a good Saliva song? I mean, comparatively. I know there's there's two bands on this WrestleMania. Ugh. There's Drowning Pool. Yeah. They're the band that hit the song Bodies, right? Let the bodies hit the floor, buddy. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's okay. that's them. Yeah. So, what was saliva song? I took my notes somewhere, and we'll come to it. All right, great. Yeah, this um, so just it was a horrible era that I was a part of of uh, modern rock. Just, just yeah, like, you saw this band like by post grunge, new metal, butt rock bullshit. Yeah, I think I saw a dr- Drowning Pool. According to my records, I saw Drowning Pool. Wait, do you have <laughs> concert records? Of yeah. Like every, do you really? Yeah, I do. You're not telling fibs. No, it's a Google Doc. How far back does it go? All the way. How? All the way to Corner Rob Zombie. Why? Because uh, I remember most. I remember most of no, them. But why do you do this? Why not? Give me one reason why you would want to do it. For this, if I go, did I ever <laughs> see Drowning Pool? <laughs> so, if you were not recording a WrestleMania-based podcast, how would this ever come into play? Like, I want to see how many times I've seen a band. It's a data thing, man. But, but what do you use? Are you going to advertise to yourself? I don't understand the point of it. Yeah, I, I sell my data to myself. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm basically Facebook. Okay, so. Anyway, saw Drowning Pool uh, around this time. I think I won tickets from Radio Show. Also, Saliva around this time. Saw them at like a radio concert. You have horrible taste. I had horrible taste. You have horrible taste. Thanks. What do you do for your day, Jeff? Yeah, I like music, man. You got to own the stuff that you like. My question was, in 2002, specifically March 17th, 2002, was this a legit popular band? I... uh, as far as anything could be, like, as the Napster's, like, around the corner, right? I know. I think Napster's, like, dead. Dead in the water. By oh, dead point. by then? I think it's dead. So this is as big as anything could be in the era when there's But, like, no this was on the radio. It was definitely on, like, modern rock radio. That's like, what I'm asking. one buzz, yeah. Because I was in college by this time. I was not listening to the radio. I was okay. working in a record store, and the biggest bands we had that year were System of a Down, in terms of, like, rock bands. Yeah, which they should have been at this. And uh, Slipknot. Those are like the two biggest bands that were applicable to this butt rock music. Uh, WWE NXT uh, had a shared the stage with Slipknot in 
the year of our Lord 2015. That's weird. But yeah. like Slipknot is still playing. The guy playing. slapped Baron Corbin in the face. Yeah. The guy, they're still playing arenas. Yes. That's like no joke. They're legit. No, no, they were. But is Saliva playing an amphitheater at this point? Or are they playing like the 1,200 seat, 1,200 there, stadium room clubs? It's got to be like butt yeah. rock tours and reunions. Were they on the boat with you? I don't think they were. Not, neither of these bands was on the ship rockers that I was on. This year, Five Finger Death Punch is headlining. Just okay. got the just got the uh, press email about yeah, it. Yeah, you ready for it's that? It's open bar this year. What the fuck? It was not open bar this last year. That's going to end tragically. I would have gone this year if I knew. Saliva's big song to in my mind was Click Click Boom. You are that it, that was their big song. Yes, for I sure. Don't, I think chart wise, but we have talked a lot about new metal on this podcast about wrestling. So if it's you perfect, that's exactly yeah, what we're supposed to be talking about. Which is great because. You put that dis- that friendly disclaimer on all these. So if they've made it far enough, they're like, "Hey, I like what the guys are doing. They're really putting some work into these WrestleMania podcasts." And then we just we break down New Metal 2002 to 2003. Well, it exp- this is the only WrestleMania thus far with two theme songs. Yeah, I mean, do you remember the theme song from WrestleMania two? No, Aretha Franklin. Who's zooming? Who? Who was zooming? I who? would like to tell the listener at home that's not in front of me. I'm making eye contact <laughs> with Chris. I, that was a pull, man. That's, I know that theme you know song. Your shit. But th- that, to me, makes a lot of sense. Like, we're going to try to get people w- like that probably aren't going to watch WrestleMania. Maybe an Aretha Franklin fan. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but that makes more sense to me than, like, here are two fucking shit butt rock bands that no one cares about that's ar- that's not already watching the show. So, remember like, when I... Why s- cater to your audience that much? Remember when I said they bought all their competition and they're now a monopoly? Perfect for you. There you go. Um, so, after our Saliva... Uh, perform Superstar for way too long. No, no, no. While they're performing Superstar, though, there's a video package. Okay. Which is a classic WrestleMania trope, except rather than us seeing the video package, it's played for the people in the arena, and it's like projected above the band. In the their gaudy scaffold. Exactly. Set. Which is very important because it essentially will tell the story of all of the matches that we're going to see in WrestleMania X8. And it'll tell them poorly. Yeah, because we can't see that video clearly. So there's just glimpses of like, hey, is that Triple H uh, assaulting Stephanie McMahon? Probably. Yeah, we'll figure that out later. I'm sure someone will explain it. Exactly. Uh, eventually, we do cut to our our regular... Uh, promo package. Yeah, there's with two the promos voice, at the start of the show. Over. Yeah, um, this is the big. Um, I mean, this is also selling all our our matches. You know, the big Hogan come. This is the Hogan comeback. Um, Great. It's back in the fold. The Babe Ruth of WWF, as he's described. Uh, this is Triple H post a pretty nasty injury he had in 2001. But he has yet to miss a mania. Is that correct? I think yeah, he was like injured 2000. May two thousand one. Did he? Yeah. So he didn't miss a mania yet. No, I don't think so. Good for him. Yeah. He timed that's his injuries well. Yeah, that's why he's the face of the company. Uh, speaking of face of the company, Rock and Jericho are in this. Um, Ric Flair and Scott Hall also back. Um, but you will see that the people who aren't in it, and this will come into play uh, with some of these matches as far as the coulda shouldas. Uh, no Goldberg. No Sting. Uh, guys who didn't come over. Uh, in one case for a couple years, in one case for about 15 years. At this point, no one is left, correct, that hasn't come over? In, in 2015? 2015? Sting, was the, Sting was the last one of, of import that never came over. Sure, but Sting was, like, valuable. You wanted Sting. That's I didn't know if there was, like, other guys, like mid-card guys that they talked about that just never made the jump. You know, I'm sure there were some guys that they just like they they had them and then released them. Okay, so this this is interesting because now, in theory, we're going to see all those dream matches that we've been thinking about. Oh yeah, I mean it's a can't it's a can't miss proposition. It's going to be great. Yeah. This can't possibly go awry. 
Yeah, so we get right into it. Back to what we started with saliva. We get some totally extreme graphics. I'd like to point out that we are using the term the granddaddy of them all. That is yes. back. As I've been, um, has been brought to my attention by a podcast listener. Hey, Brian. Uh, that's uh, Musburger's term for the Rose Bowl. Is that where they stole that? Yeah, so sports. Hell yeah. Because and they always, and this will come come up more, I think, in the next one we're going to do as far as them tying themselves to sports again, which they did in WrestleMania 11. The pop, the uh, 11 and... They do it every once in a while. And 12, yeah, yeah, I think so. Even in 10, they the the heart versus heart match, they they did a lot of sports E yeah, type the, packages. Yeah, the Iron Man in 12. Oh, lot, shit, yeah. And 11 oh, with LT. So they've, yeah. it's definitely... <laughs> yeah. it's, but that's more like rock and jock sports. That was, yeah, the rock and jock wrestling so do they still have rock and jock by the way on mtv what's mtv fuck you man <laughs> you're you're too busy on much music watching your saliva videos to be cool learn about teen preggers well that's what they would call it in canada yeah um yeah so we uh so uh jr and the king king's back we had one where we were saved from uh what he what he brings to the table? Yeah, seventeen. Um, the the further we go from watching it and talking about it, to to obviously just the further we go, the more I enjoy that, and the more I enjoy Heyman's calls. Yeah. And uh, that being said, Lawler is. I'd still prefer Lawler to Cole for most of this. He does have a personality. It's just not a personality you like. Exactly. And and we'll get to the horribleness about it so much later. But I'd like to point yeah. out that when they first start talking, it's damn near impossible to hear them. It's really loud in a very, very large stadium. So kudos, WWF. Yeah. You did it. You did it. So let's get to the action. So our first match. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I promise we'll get to wrestling. I'd like to point out the Times Square WWF restaurant thing. Yeah. Equally fucking packed. Still there. Like, still there. Point, yeah. It, it, massive. Do you know if there was a ticket, right, like a, a cost to get in? Was this a watch party for free, or was this like a hundred dollars a I ticket? I don't think they've ever done anything for free. Exactly. So I want to know how much it costs to watch WrestleMania in the official WWF restaurant in Times Square, because the way they shot that thing, you it was a fire hazard. There were that many people. <laughs> too many there. people. Yeah. The, the, so isn't somebody there too? Or was that last the seventeen? Maybe I don't know. I think that was seventeen. But like, yeah. there's so many people. There's a few celebrity sightings, but they never actually say if they're celebrities at these things anymore. Which I kind of like. Yeah. Will Sasso's maybe here? I I don't remember. I have notes. Like, is that I, that guy looks famous? He's got really good. <laughs> Would seats. he have been famous at? I think maybe he's Will Sasso. If it's who I think it is from Mad, Mad TV, TV yeah. then he's at one point will be in the ring at a Raw. Yeah, because he does that Stone Cold impersonation. And he also did, uh, I think it was when they were promoting Three Stooges. So I completely forgot that they made that movie. Yeah, WrestleMania moment. No, I don't, hopefully that's not a WrestleMania. So, get to the action. First match We're of the night. We're only 10 minutes in. It's time to get to the action. Time to do it. Let's, let's do the wrestle talk. So, we've got Rob Van Dam uh, making his debut uh, against William Regal, our intercontinental champion. Um it's it's kind of like what they did at X7, but more of a mismatch. Yeah, and in X7, it was Jericho and William Regal who had not yet figured out his perfect steroid cocktail, and now he has. He's got it. He's got it. He's looks, on Looking good. So, I mean, Rob Van Dam, RVD, was a major ECW guy, uh, has a passing resemblance to John Claude, hence his name. Uh, a lot of high-fly moves, a lot of kicky shit. Kickboxer, you know. Um, but this is more of a mismatch in the sense that Jericho could do the stuff that Regal is good at mm-hmm. and 
RVD can, but it's not his. They're just their styles are too different. So it's kind of like this weird rehash of X7 that's not any good. Um, the pacing's really far off. I mean, William Regal tries to cheat with uh, brass knuckles way too early. Or like, as Jr. Comically. calls them, brass knucks. Hell yeah! <laughs> over and over again. Is that a thing? Now it is. Yes, now it is. So he's got his brass knucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, Van Dam's like his flippy offense kind of just looks stupid when Regal is just like the nastiest. Like pub fighter, <laughs> like I just didn't. It just didn't work for me. Um, you know, it basically it's it keeps coming to this brass the brass knucks uh, where he has a bunch of pairs in his trunks apparently because like the ref gets one but he has a yeah, second that's, pair. That's even weirder. Yeah, I mean, eventually RVD hits the frog splash for the win, and uh, that's only six minutes of our yeah. Uh, our All lives. right, so moving on, let's talk about the posters that we've seen in the crowd. What'd uh, you get? There's a lot. I saw a Molly poster. Yeah, which was great because I don't think Molly was popular as a drug called Molly, but now in 2015 I'm like, oh, that's a drug poster, but it's just probably for somebody's name. It is for somebody's name. Yeah, I know. It's and Molly uh, Holly. There's a Bret Hart poster that's pretty clear. Yeah, it's raised pretty much. I only see in the first two matches. Okay, we're definitely in the era though of the crap. Still in the era of the crappy posters, as opposed to now where it's just a pinnacle of posters. I saw. Now they'll get pulled before you yes, can hold them up. Yeah, I haven't seen anything good. So that good recently. What, what's the what's the good era? The is one it? where they had the funny jokes. Is that coming up, or do we pass? I think we've blown right past. Oh, it. okay, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the one with all the carbons. That was a good era. Oh, like the first. Uh, so WrestleMania fourteen through sixteen. That's yes. our Pete Cartman it's era. Nailed of posters. it. Nailed it with the posters. Uh, then we cut to uh, before our next match. Um, go talk to Christian backstage. Um, who the storyline here? Whether or not you can get it from uh, the interviews, the package. This is a thing that this whole WrestleMania. If there is a story, they're going to have a lot of trouble telling it, coming into it, with a few exceptions. Um, but this one, he basically had turned on his mentor, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, um, and he's like making, he cuts a promo against a second-rate city of Toronto, and he's Canadian, and he's a heel. He's like, yeah, now I'm from Tampa. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Ugh, rough. Uh, he's making all these like stupid faces. He's mocking like DDP being very smiley and stuff, and I think there was something where DDP told him to smile, but it's like this is all that lost to history stuff where it's like yeah. it makes no sense. Um, and DDP, and here's the problem: it's like are these, in theory, are both faces, and one of them's trying to be a heel. Oh, Christian's trying to be a heel. Yeah, mean, and we're like, heel, we yeah. still like you though. Like yeah. you're cool. We yeah. saw you risk your life and limb the last two manias. I can't not like you. Right, but now he's a, now he's a heel. So, so it's kind of a nothing. The yeah, whole match. Um, this is also. I mean, I, there's a lot of these. I don't know why everyone at this era. And it continues into the 2000s, further into the 2000s. Everyone's intro started with like, hey, it's me, I'm talking now. Which is like stupid. You should start it with musical notes. I mean, DDP is... Your favorite theme, your favorite entrance of all time is not start with musical notes. There's with glass shattering. No, my favorite is the the Undertaker dog, which we won't hear for a couple years. And that starts with a... A, a, a drone. Um, so this one, his DDP is, yo, it's me, it's me, it's DDP. Which is announcing that he's there, which I guess it's serving its purpose. It's so anticlimactic. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. So that's a 45-year-old so Diamond Dallas Page making his wrestling debut in WrestleMania uh, comes out. Because uh, didn't he like drive the car? They 10 actually mention it. Oh, too, do they really? Which is weird because you don't really. That. They do sometimes. They mention that stuff. So like later, the fact that Punk was like an extra in one they of the scenes. They mention that all of the time because they like to rub in his fucking face. Um, they mentioned that he drove Honky Tonk to the ring at WrestleMania 6 in Toronto. Um, 
Do you have anything about this match? I just no. Have, I have what it's a like a totally whatever match gets the diamond cutter for a win. Diamond cutter is a it's a cutter which is like an RKO which mm-hmm. is like a stunner, and uh, he stays afterwards. He just stays relentlessly positive. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm proud of you, bro. Um, Who's the he? DDP. Uh, DDP. Right. I mean, this is the man who brought us DDP yoga. So it's like that's the whole thing of like the gimmick being the real life to 110. Yeah, and so Christian then throws a fit like a child. Because I guess that was his gimmick. Yeah, I guess I don't know. So this is our first example. That being said, this is not good. No, but crowd loves it. The crowd is like super into these first two matches. Yeah, this is why you shouldn't always play the crowd because the crowd is stupid. Well, there's also been two title changes in like ten minutes. Right. So and that's always fun. Yeah, I mean we've got two. Yeah, we got. Well, no, this was a retain. No, no, it was a title retain. No, champion. Oh no, you wait. Rob Van Dam defeated the champion and yeah. DDP champion. I thought Christian had the bell for some no, reason. So. I apologize. But two, yeah, but this is their first example. Diamond Dallas Page coming in. Yeah, he's 45. He's been around. But he was probably the, during the Monday Night Wars, like probably the second biggest face because everyone was a heel in, <laughs> in WCW. Christian or DDP? Oh, D- DDP was Got the it. second biggest face after Sting. Yeah. So... It, this is now you've got it in a kind of whatever match. So that's just like a minor example of yeah. the kind of booking kind of uh, travesty that this will become. I'd like to point. Hold on. Uh, I think it's Skittles. Is it Skittles? Yes. Uh, the sponsor for this WrestleMania is Skittles. Mm-hmm. This is all fucking candy. You need yeah. some meat, guys. <laughs> so there's no way to have a diet. Um, and based on the way these two bands look, you're all going to die young of diabetes anyways. Hey, man. Drowning pool also died of you could die from drugs too. That's cool. Yeah, it's a cool way to die. I can see my point. You'll die long before dietary restrictions have gotten <laughs> in your way. And then we cut to uh The Rock doing an interview. Um talking about the biggest match in the history of the business. This is the biggest pop of the night. Yes. The Rock in a backstage promo Should not be the biggest is pop. the biggest pop of the night. Yeah. And if we were he didn't have a promo deck up. He didn't God, really talk. He didn't, he's so good. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, this is one of his best one. This I is think another name for Yumi that everybody is up. Brandon Weatherby slowly falls in love with The Rock. <laughs> That's the long arc of the show. So it's so yeah. good. He's such a good man. I got bummed out earlier this week, so I just started watching uh, The Rock's Oprah uh, episode. Did it work? Yeah. Good. He's, I'm so inspired. I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, you could have also... Uh, Done his advice here to to Coachman, which is he asks me, you know, did you take your vitamins? Did you say your prayers? He's he's mocking his opponent later in the night, uh, Hulk Hogan, and uh, Coachman. He's just clowning Coachman, and then Coachman goes to do his prayers, and he goes, "What up, G?" <laughs> and The Rock loses his shit. <laughs> it's great. What in the blue hell is wrong with you, son? He's just not having it. Uh, really quick, explain Coachman to the people because I think this is his first mania. It might be Jonathan Coachman, uh, wrestling uh, interviewer, announcer, real life sports journalist. Uh, he on uh, he inter- now he interviews the wrestling people on Sports Center on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but he like any of the like all the announcers and personalities they all become jokes, jokes and storylines Ex- as we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say except, but I'm like, nope, hundred nope, percent, all, all do. Yeah. Um, the Rock also talks about this is his you know pie eating eating phase. He also talks about Hulkastrudel, which oh, is, I love it so much. And uh, it really it does combine the best of The Rock and Hogan because he takes all Hogan stuff and makes it his own. Uh, really quick note about this, and uh, this isn't specifically about 
WrestleMania X8, but about... Why start now? (laughs) Watching it on the network, right? So there's a few ways to watch it on the network. If you watch it on an iPad, you don't see chapter selection, same Mm -hmm. with the phone. But if you watch it on a computer, you could skip by chapter. This is the shortest chapter section of any Mania yet. And if you look at the match times, it totally makes sense. It's like, yeah. So it's like a four minute song slash video thing, then a six minute match, then a four minute promo, then a six. It's really, really, really fast. Maybe even too fast. Yeah. Which is interesting because you wouldn't think of like WrestleMania ever being too fast. If you like the first 10 are incredibly slow in comparison to this, there needs to be better pacing. This first hour is sort of manic. Yeah, and it's manic, and I mean, I only watched this a couple days ago, and I've watched another one and a bunch of other wrestling, but it's still like, I don't even remember. I mean, I, I'm remembering it, but it's yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't resonate at all. And it's not like you don't have all of your same stable that made 17 so good, that made 13 so good, that's going to make future WrestleManias great. Yeah. You have all these guys. In fact, you have more than you've ever had before. You have all the guys. Maybe you have too much. <laughs> Sometimes a challenge is a good thing. Sometimes 13 maybe made a lot of sense because it didn't sell out Rosemont Horizon because you had to try a little bit harder because matches had to stretch because your opponents, much more popular, spray-painting people, uh, which is a thing that was popular. We'll get to that much later. Yeah, Horrible shit. I think right now we're in a gluttonous period of wrestling. WrestleMania in, in X8. A, in X8. Yeah, yeah no, and, that, and that's clear from it that they don't really know what to do with all these guys. And it's a shame because our next match, in theory, should be great. Our next match? Our next match is Maven and Goldust. Okay, so this is uh, Maven and Goldust for the Hardcore Championship. Uh, Maven has a good story. He was an elementary school teacher. He won the first Tough Enough competition. He eliminated Undertaker at the Rumble. Like, they were they were sold on this guy for a couple years. Um, Goldust, always great. Son of the legendary Dusty Rhodes, one of the best gimmicks of all time. His WrestleMania 12, even though it's somewhat homophobic, it's pretty great. Him yeah. his street fight. He's been able to it's do iconic, awesome stuff. Yeah. And with this gimmick. And I mean they mentioned the Hollywood backlot brawl because this is gonna it's a hardcore match, so it's like, you know, all the all the weapons. Which has, and it, all of his weapons are spray painted gold. Which solid is gold. awesome. Is yeah. He has a gold shovel, uh solid gold garbage cans, garbage can lids. He's using all this stuff on this on this kid. Um and then they're kinda just battling around the ring and the crowd pops and you don't know why. And then Spike Dudley runs in, who we saw at the last WrestleMania as at the third Dudley brother. Um and the hardcore belt this time is a twenty four seven belt. Um so it, it they had Which a Which is of not the things. worst idea for a gimmick. Yeah, no. I you think know, it actually would work now. I agree. Because completely. of social media and because of them needing content all oh, the time. Oh, fuck. I didn't even think of the social media aspect. I was just thinking yeah. because your roster's so deep, this is a great way to highlight guys for like a day. Yeah, and also because you just need content. So, like. This could be the yeah. only belt that you could bet on in Vegas and do like legit bets. Right. Yeah, you would never know. Because the booking has nothing. It has nothing like it's no. totally random. What could be cool is be like you could just be in a car town to town and like who's ever got the belt when they're Honda Civic, they just fight in the parking lot of the Sitco. Now it's uh that's now it's somebody else. You should uh, Okay, did you listen to Heyman's uh Stone Cold interview? Yeah. So there's a great uh there's a great bit in that about how they when they're on the road, everybody's so crazy. And there's a great bit about the Steiners um like Holding one Steiner's driving and the other Steiner is out the window, yeah. trying to open the car door. Yeah, that would have been a great era to have social media. Yeah, it's sad. So anyway, uh, Spike Dudley uh, runs in, he pins Maven, I guess. Yeah, and he becomes the new Hardcore Champion. Yes, and then he gets chased out of the ring by Crash Holly, who we also saw last couple 
manias. Um, the only thing I can think of this is it's got to be like, I'm thinking it's a rib on the rookie. Like Maven is on this reality show before kind of reality shows are like a thing. Now oh, it's now it's opposite. Like now if you're on Total Divas, that's making them more money than. Here's the problem stuff. with that theory. Yeah. Wait till the end of the show. Think about yeah. how this show ends. No spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler. Like yeah. we don't. I don't want to talk about that yet. Yeah. I, and I, that's why I have to dismiss that theory outright. Okay. I just think it's like we need to highlight so many dudes, and rather than have a right. rumble. This is a little bit way. This is a better way to shine a light on somebody rather than have like ten fucking theme songs play over. Yeah, the and it, of five it also minutes. like it also will be the thread that they use the connective tissue to well, all these way too many segments, which is fine. Yeah, it actually works. Way. It actually works. And then we get to one of the highlights of the night, which is the performance by Drowning Pool. <laughs> Build has red hot group Drowning Pool with their new hit Tear Away. I don't remember that song. I mean, it's not bodies at the floor, so who cares? And then here's a match that in th- once again in theory should be good. But there, what's the problem? What's the, why does this exist? It's Kane, yeah, versus Kurt Angle. Why? Actually, don't they do during Tearaway? That don't they do to tell you the story of the match? Um, this is what I have. First of all, is during t- their their hit song, they're going to tell you the story of the Triple H and Chris Jericho headline match. And I, my note is, if we get this instead of a package, I'm going to be pissed. Spoiler alert: I'm pissed. Yeah, um, there's a lot of uh, flanger in the. Is that how you say it? Of F L A N G E R. Yeah, guitar. Yeah, yes, a lot of that. Yeah, they love that, and uh, also the singer's dead in August 2002. Okay, but more importantly to that, I think as soon as the song is done, then we get a little bit more hardcore, and then the match begins. Yes, we do. Okay, they cut to uh, Crash versus a Spike. Um, Al Snow comes in and crashes through a comically high pile of boxes. And yeah, we think yeah, with yeah. the ref. I see, I see, I see. I can, yeah, yeah, I forgot. And then the Hurricane drops down because he's a superhero. Yeah, he swings it and wins it. I've never heard of the Hurricane. Yeah, it's in one of those worst gimmicks. But I kind of like it. It's kind of like Greenzo. I don't know what that is either. 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. David Schwimmer, yeah. Yeah. He's just like, it's like green superhero. He swings in, but they do the swooshy like Batman 60, yeah. 60s noises. Okay. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing I don't get with this. This was, you know. By the way, I feel horrible. Uh, let's go back to the gold dust part of this match. Yeah. I glossed over the thing I have the most notes on in the entire WrestleMania. Oh, sorry about that. No, it's my fault. Uh, early on, right as soon as they're outside the ring, Goldust throws Maven into a security wall, and like Maven does sort of a flip thing. In the first, if that was like done in the first five years of WrestleMania, that'd be like the highlight. Completely yeah. glossed over within ten seconds, no one remember what happened. It was amazing, and that there's a sign that I do not like. And that's a gold dust rate my dad sign. I don't. I don't think that's a good sign. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's not cool, man. Gold dust is cool. Why he wouldn't do that? I don't think he'd rape somebody. I don't think he would do. I think he would have consensual sex with whatever. Yeah. But like, your dad is that great, and gold dust let's, can't. Let's Come take on. it easy. Yeah. Come on. Uh, okay. Now. Uh, all right. We yeah. Can skip over the rest of the gold notes I have. <laughs> the gold notes. And yeah, I like that you wrote them in all all gold pen. That's very nice. I gotta get some more gold everything. Yeah. Oh, this 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 is my gold dust stuff. So now we get to our fourth match of the night: Kurt Angle uh, versus Kane in a singles match. For some reason. Okay, thank you. So it wasn't explained. No. Of okay. Not. Um. Yeah, I mean, this Kurt, exists. It exists, and this is another like two. Not, I mean, Kane is a guy that they're going to use, and always he's very reliable. Kurt Angle is one of your top guys. I mean, there's a you suck chant for him in this mania. Yeah, because his, because his 
his theme song. Do 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 do. You can just do you yeah. suck. It's perfect. Um, there and is. He, he cuts an in-ring promo before the match begins. Yeah, about something that would have been super timely then that I had vague, vague recollections what of. What was it? So he cuts something about because he's an Olympic gold medalist, and he's like, if I had oh, won my right. medals like yeah. like your Olympic figure skaters did, I'd shoot myself in the head. Which uh, is great. What if Ben Watt cut this promo? <laughs> They'd be like, you don't have any medals. <laughs> um, and it was a, it was a, like one of the judges, the, like yeah, the Russians yeah, bought yeah, off yeah, the yeah. French judge or something. Uh, no, they're in. Tur- no, wait, the army in Canada? Yeah, but they screwed the Canadian. Whatever, man. It was the Russians. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I had to look up, look it up on Wikipedia. Just trust me on that. Um, then the, uh, I don't even know the context, but I just have a line: big red, big red, white, and blue machine. That's fun. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Kane comes down, does does Kane stuff. Um, that's how they called it in the ring too. I'm gonna do Kane stuff. Like, he just right. he just whispers it, and you're like, all right, that works. This is a do nothing for anyone match, and it's a shame because both of these guys can work, but yeah. it's just a whole fucking a lot of nothing. Yeah, I mean, I've got notes, but none of it is none of it's that impressive. No, yeah, it really isn't good. Um, and but that, it's not horrible. No, it's not like it's, offensively bad. But it's like this is not a WrestleMania match. This is a Raw match. That's like a lot of this WrestleMania. Yeah. They accidentally booked a Raw. <laughs> I think that's kind of what happened. <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Like, well, we got Drowning Pool here. Why try? <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, Machine Gun Kelly's not born yet, so we'll have to use Drowning Pool. So Angle wins with uh, his feet, feet on the ropes. Solid heel move because cool. he's a great heel. Whatever. All right, moving on. Okay. This is the best worst uh, of the the hardcore segments. Um, the hurricane runs backstage. He hides behind a, a like Chinese screen thing, um, and then Godfather's escorts. Because at this point, oh, that's right. he's gone legit. Yeah, they're escorts. They're not. They're not just hoes. And um, they're comparing each other's boobs and asses as as women do, as women are wont to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for some now reason, now then forever, women be comparing <laughs> titties and ass. I actually have comparing TNA as my note. Um. They were comparing the tag team TNA, which is a legit tag team. Yeah, the they're comparing that to other other TNAs. Um, Hurricane has a broom, and now there's a comical shadow where it looks like he's jerking off uh, behind the screen, and there, you know, he's a pervert. Um, I think this predates Austin Powers too, where they did that. Um, there's, I don't think it does predate no? it. No. So they stole it from Austin Powers too. That's because Austin Powers one, I think, was like ninety. Yeah. Well, we'll have her. Stat guy, figure that out. But don't reference other podcasts. We we work in a fucking vacuum here. <laughs> Austin we, Powers two. Yes. Uh, While you figure that out, I want to talk about my favorite thing. Yeah, ninety nine. This is oh. they're still three years late on oh, fucking so that's, everything. That's about right, though. Yeah. That's about how long it takes them. Anyway, after that, uh, whatever that was, is my favorite thing of the night. So this is the package for the Undertaker Ric Flair match. Um, basically, had no way out. Another pay per view. Flair attacked Undertaker. Undertaker wants a match, and Flair doesn't want to fight him. So Undertaker does what any American badass does, and he starts to try to force Flair into having this match. So first he attacks Arn Anderson, who's now which is cool, yeah, because he, he you know Arn's a pro. Um, and explain who that is, please. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson is one of the Four Horsemen, and so and explain what the Four Horsemen is. Please, we've, ta- we've covered this before, have we? Anderson was in a WrestleMania. 
It was Ric Flair, Ric Flair, and the the, the four horsemen. Oh, this is, but that's like WrestleMania. Seven, and it was a long time ago. At this point, Art Arn Anderson is retired in the ring, and he's a road agent. But he was one of, in one of the best tag teams and stables of all time. Exactly. But the reason why like attacking him is so big is because he's had like surgery. He doesn't. He's not an active wrestler anymore. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. He's a, a road agent. So he um so he does that. Flair still won't budge. So then um they. Undertaker's like, well, you forced my hand. So they go to the video. Uh, he went down to whatever the performance center equivalent was at that time and uh, finds David Flair, his son. Ric Flair's real-life son. Real-life son. He's about 23 or something. Um, looks like 16 years old. Um, to to be honest, uh, to be fair, Hulk Hogan had already beat the crap out of David Flair in WCW where he beat him like 19 times or something with a... With a strap. In ring. In ring, in but also, yes, and also really stiff. But anyway, so Undertaker just beats the crap out of David Flair in this in the gym. He throws him in the bathroom, and he's just, and it looks pretty stiff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Then he's kind of in, in like a shower stall with him. He's got his arm around him, and he's like, they're filming this, so he's cutting this directly to the camera. He's like punching the kid, like the, whenever the kid like tries to get up, he punches him in the head. He wipes, my best, the best character moment is he wipes blood off of his glove onto Flair. Like, ugh, you made me get you made me get your blood on me. <laughs> and uh cuts this amazing promo. Um where he um I don't think they show it in this WrestleMania but I went and found it where he basically he's like, you know, hey, don't you have a, a younger brother? Uh and he goes, No no no. Don't you have a younger sister? <laughs> And it's like the creepiest. Oh, like, Taker says Taker that? says that's oh, a no, flare. Like, it's not in this oh, yeah. WrestleMania package Like, at all. that's coming next. Uh, Reed Flair would um, die tragically in his 20s about a decade later. Wait, uh, Reed Flair? Reed is the one who died. So there's David Flair. David, David Flair is getting beat up by The Undertaker, still alive. I did not know that. That yes. was my question. Okay. okay, what is David Flair doing now? Not wrestling. Got it. Okay. Yes. Reed Flair is not living. And Charlotte Flair is not her name. Is is a women's champion? Got it. Because he's from Charlotte. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, that part is not in it. But that is the best part because it's so creepy. Now, then Ric Flair's like, "Fine, I'll fucking do it." He in th- in storyline was co-owner of WWF at the time. Yes. He had fifty percent, and the McMahon's yes. had fifty percent. <laughs> yeah. Because so if he got divorced while he was owning it, would he have lost twenty five percent of the WWE? Awesome. <laughs> So he gets kicked his off. His third the wife got that with his thirty thousand dollars motorcycle he rode once. Woo! So he gets kicked off the board by Linda, and now Vince is back in charge. Linda is back in storyline. Linda McMahon, yeah. Senate candidate Linda McMahon, failed oh, yeah. Republican Senate candidate Linda McMahon has a video appearance at WrestleMania X eight. Yes, we need to mention every single time Linda McMahon is on camera because she ran for senator of the United States of America for the great state of Connecticut. There you go. She lost that race. I was going to ask how that how that turned she out. Lo- they, the McMahon spent a lot of money on we it. We haven't gotten to lost. that in WrestleMania and that's history. Why there's current, that's why every time they can make fun of Barack Obama and taxes, they do. Yes. So, speaking of other American badasses. By the way, the Republican national debate is tonight, and Donald Trump is in it, and he's in the lead, and he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. So, suck it, everybody. <laughs> I really hope that's how WrestleMania star starts. Yeah, I really, I, I, I just like some. Don't random... you hope he's still in the race oh God, by April? Please, yes, please. So <laughs> Come on, America, okay. don't fail me now. Okay, if if Trump is in, could we let's try to go? Yeah, I think that's, that's that'll, the be, the, that'll be that'll be the reason time. to go. Oh, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> not Undertaker, Cena, none of that. Trump. <sighs> okay, 
We still have a lot of this card to do, and then another one of these. So it's gonna the, be great. the American Badass Undertaker um, is not the American Badass that we all know and love because there's no fucking gong. No, but he does come out to uh, Limp Biscuits rolling, 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 <laughs> rolling. <laughs> what did I say? A rolling, like rolling, rolling pin. It's yeah. rolling, rolling. It's R O L L I N. Yeah, with an apostrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, you're so old, you don't know what good, cool music yeah, is. Yeah, you know who's really old, though? Da- uh, Ric Flair, because he's 53 in this no DQ match. Um, but he does come out swinging. Uh, he's going to try his best against The Undertaker. Um, King at one point says the Flair family tree needs a little trimming. Really quick, why yeah. does uh, like, why does Flair get introduced second? Why not? Because the Undertaker always gets introduced second. Well, you gotta, he's got to come out with the motorcycle. He came out with the motorcycle second last time. Flair's bigger? I don't know. Is he? And that's a general Legend. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't, there's, there's really no logic in this whole card, so I'm okay. not going to start with that. Um, yeah. I, once again, there's like a lot a lot happens, but nothing happens. It's yeah, like it's, it's pretty much Undertaker beats up Ric Flair yeah. for... It's 18 minutes long. I'd say 17 of those 18 minutes. Oh, yeah. Flair Blades. He's got the crimson mask, as always. Always looks... Always covered in... Looks so good. ...in red blood. I mean, that's... Is that's he like, the best blader of all time? In terms of, like, the, blo- like the yeah, blood... Yeah, like, it hair. always just looks looks oh, the best. I mean... That really look- should be his file photo. You know, like, on Wikipedia, <laughs> it's just him with the crimson mask. It's so good looking. Rick I Flair mean, died today for reasons, yeah. What, what are the other best blood jobs? Um, obviously, I think Stone, Stone Cold, Cold 13. Hard, yeah. Any of, like, the... Is does Foley ever Foley doesn't yeah. need to. No, I mean he usually bleeds anyway. Yeah, but it doesn't like really help because he's yeah. already No, I mean that's the best one. But there's a lot I mean I like this one because Undertaker is just talking so much shit while he's beating beating the crap. Does he out dye of his him. hair? Undertaker? At this point, I'm not sure. Because it now looks really does. bad. Yeah. It looks like a teenager. Oh, you know why? Because he's got like he has naturally like red hair. That's why. So it's it's like dyed yeah, black. Dyed black, yeah. Which makes him look weirder. Yeah. That's why he has that that cool bandana. Um, and that's why <laughs> Flair does reverse old school, um, leading to the line by uh, by Jr. Undertaker got jerked off the top rope. <laughs> Just, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, like, there's no way he doesn't. At one point, uh, he uh, Taker abu- keeps abusing an old man, and some of Flair's blood gets onto the camera. Did you notice oh, yeah, that? Yeah, it's that's pretty always- like. It's like twelve minutes or thirteen minutes. It's like the like the children of men one shot. Like I love yeah. I and like he's on blood on the camera. Is good. Yeah. Um, it basically continues, you know, with uh, Flair just doing anything he can, uh, eye gouge, lead pipe, um, until Undertaker gets pissed off and, and knocks out the ref, um, which allows Arn Anderson to come down to his patented spine buster. Um, he also blades because he's also a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no last ride, even though this was like the... Well, you missed Lawler's best line of the night. Oh, what do you got? Uh on Arn Anderson, that old horseman should be in the glue factory. <laughs> oh, I did miss that. That's it's classic. Pretty great. <laughs> yeah. See, sometimes it works. Um, we do get a nasty tombstone. Uh, he, he is now, t- and he does win. Undertaker wins ten and zero, and then he hits the ref because he's a badass. I got a theory. Um, if you hate Ric Flair, you hate your dad. Okay. But you probably have a really good reason, like your dad slept with your high school girlfriend. <laughs> That's so. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like, but like now you're like. He's a cool guy. It's a pretty good pipe. Like, I feel bad for mom, but like, he's cool he likes to have fun. You knew what you were getting into. Come on, ma. <laughs> you married Ric Flair. You yeah. knew what this was. Um, 
I've noticed at this point they're just still saying ten and zero. He's undefeated. They're not calling it a streak because um, it's not because it's not a streak. Yeah, we to know. Streak I know how you feel. I know how you feel about it. Eighteen minutes of this was not necessary. No. Yeah. No, it really wasn't. But I'm I'm glad to see Rick Fleur back. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, and it'll be and and considering his last I think last it was, time was it nine because nine was at Vegas. Was it eight? I think it, it is eight. Eight because eight's one of my favorites with Macho. Yeah, yeah, it was eight, and that's that's the year he won the Rumble. So yeah, so we uh, we now so cut. It's been X ten years since he's. Been... <laughs> it's like an algebra problem. <laughs> it's not how math works. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Like if if Linda McMahon won, do you think they would change Common Core to be in WrestleMania numbers? Yeah, <laughs> you have to count fourteen, fifteen, two thousand, X seven. Yeah. WrestleMania play divided by WrestleMania star. Yeah. Um, as this uh, this night continues, we cut backstage to Booker T. Uh, the gimmick here is that he's stupid. But he's wearing glasses. As, which he says. And he also brings up Einstein's theory of relatives. And Michael Cole. He's like, oh, you, you dumb idiot. It's Einstein's theory of relativity. And Booker T says. Shut up, sucker. He had two theories. <laughs> which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, which they'll now bring up countless times in this match. Um, it appears there f- that he's feuding with his opponent Edge over who got to be in a shampoo commercial. Yes, that they was both the, have good that hair. Was the gimmick. Yes, in Japan. Oh, so like when famous sh- people do commercials yeah. in Japan. Okay, cool. That's a good reason to have um, Booker T, who was a a five time champion in WCW, um, a tag champion, one of the best. But we already know, you've already explained this multiple yes. times. Whenever you leave WCW, the WWF slash E will punish you. This is punishment part one. Yes, it is. Um, Edge, he has a new theme song. It's by Rob Zombie, um, which who I've also seen. Uh, my first concert. That's fine, though. Rob yeah, Zombie's Rob fine. Rob Zombie's pretty great. Um, you know who? I had the bassist from White Zombie on You Mean Them, everybody. Sean? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I think it's still in the... The iTunes feed. It might be on the regular backlog feed. She's a very nice woman, and she was really cool with me asking who was the best at heroin. Because <laughs> she would then you do good work here. Because she was on tour with Slayer. I was like, who was the best at at drugs? <laughs> Wasn't she, she a junkie? Or am I just confusing her with with Darcy? Um, Darcy for sure is a junkie. I think she was just an alcoholic. Oh, okay. That's she cool. like once the band uh, deceased, she moved to New Orleans and opened. Yes, up. bands died. Well, this one does. Yeah. Like, she found out she wasn't in a band because, like, Rob Zombie's like, oh, no, this is a solo record now. <laughs> like, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. But she opened a bar in New Orleans. Oh, nice. You know who uh, d- does that? Alcoholic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No, I don't think she was a hardcore, like, anything addict. She looks like okay. her age. And usually if you tour for a living and you're a band called White Zombie and you do uh, lots of needle drugs, you don't look your age. So yeah. I'm going to guess what she might have dabbled in Coke stuff. It was the, it was the times. It, yeah, it was yeah. 1990s, whatever. You it's know. always, since the 70s, since it's, it's always been time for it's cocaine. Been, it's been the times, you know, <laughs> yeah. since I've picked up this bass guitar and played in a band called White Zombie. Yeah, do you know how this is a, I know this is a really bad WrestleMania. Because we've talked way more about. <laughs> New metal, uh, heroin, yeah, literally anything but this. So Rob Zombie would make for the perfect WrestleMania act. Not, no, I take that back. Yeah, I think he would. No, not WrestleMania, something What's the October? Hell in a Cell. Yes. Yeah. No, Slipknot would actually be about better Hell in Let a Cell. Let somebody band. play on top of the Hell in a Cell. This is why we should not fantasy book wrestling. Um, the no, song, let's fantasy book. Okay. The song that he's playing, which I don't even have on his, I don't care what it's called, but it was on uh, the CD of the time, WWF, 
forcible entry. We'll get to that later. Let's focus on this. Wait till we get to the the women's match. Okay, yeah, that's probably. So, um, also, uh, Booker T's theme starts with him talking. I didn't write it down, but that's another one. I don't know why people do that. Um, The ref in this match, I only want to call attention to it because it's uh, Teddy Long, who's later going to be a manager and the commissioner, and he's pretty great. Let's get to the match. But before we get to the match, before we even get to the ring, we have to mention that this is not the first time Edge has been at WrestleMania in this building. Yeah, he was there at six. Before he gets in the ring, yeah. let's mention. He wore a Hulk Rules t-shirt because he's a mark. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is also not the first time these guys competed. Um, they were also on The Weakest Link, which gets mentioned. Um, that's on YouTube. Uh, I just had to see who was there. Triple H, Big Show, Angle, Steph, Trish, Booker. Regal. Who won? Or is that uh, how that show America. Worked? So uh Angle. Yeah. Okay. Uh no, I don't I didn't I didn't do that good of research, Brandon. Um it's this match is like this is the crowd up, is quiet. Yeah, for having like two big guys that should be much better. It's solid power wrestling. Um you know, Booker is super athletic and can always do great stuff. He jumps over the spear. Um he does the spinner rooney, which is uh his dance move, which was a thing that existed in the uh, 2000s. Um, he does the scissor kick, which always looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Really? In, in X9? No, in 19, sorry. In 19 also looks great. The numbers yeah. are hard to understand. Yeah. Uh, Edge tries the Edge Rooney, but he's a white Canadian and therefore cannot break dance. Um, there's this kind of uh, little reversal chain of moves. Uh, Edge gets his DDT and wins. It's a total nothing match. It's, yeah. just, it's a shame because these guys are really good. Yeah. Um, speaking of like nothing matches when guys are really good, do you want to get to the next match? No, because now we have to go back to our hardcore championship. Uh, yeah, when we'll get to it. And this one's we kind of should mention. Yeah. Um, Hurricane and uh, and Coach are, are Coach is interviewing Hurricane, and um, I think he says his catchphrase. Uh, What's up with that? I have that in my notes. Are you serious? That's yeah. his catchphrase? I think so. Fucking SNL. Stealing um, from the WWF. Yeah, I can't believe that happened. Uh, and then his sidekick, Mighty Molly Holly, comes in, hits him with a frying pan because it's a fucking cartoon, and wins the hardcore championship. Uh, Mighty Molly's a lady. Yeah. So so now it's a This is the first gender neutral yeah, belt. That's why I wanted to mention I, that. I figured. Um, that It's a great moment for women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So now we get a... Actually... This is the least sexualized mania yet since yes. since like fucking when there was no women. And I'm sure that'll it'll stay that way. Yeah, nothing bad could happen. Yeah, it's only up up and up from here. Um, now, now here's let's probably the most disappointing match of the night just yeah, based on one talent. Of, yeah, and one of the most disappointing of matches in WrestleMania history. Oh, is it really? I think so. Um, so this we we go to our package. This is for our Stone Cold Steve Austin versus. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, uh, match. And basically, uh, we Vince's whole thing doing like the weirdest like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle bad guy voice said he was going to inject the WWF with a lethal, lethal dose of poison. So they brought in NWO, which at that incarnation was Hogan, Hall, and Kevin Nash. Which was in theory the first incarnation. Correct. I know that. I yes, know that, that is the first. That is the first incarnation in WCW. Because but then in WCW didn't wasn't like more than half the roster. In almost it? everybody in the roster, and then there was NWO split. Yeah, there was like That's blue a whole, and red. It was. 
it was Wolfpack, and yeah, it's not even worth okay. Yeah. But this was like we're going back to the start. Yes, we're going we're gonna, back. We're doing we got, a reboot for something that happened three years ago. Right. Um, at this point, like five years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but they had uh, so that they was had, a sincere wow. That wasn't ironic because I'm trying to think. Like, was it? When did Nash? When did Diesel win the belt? Was it nine, ten, eleven? Was it was either ten, eleven, or twelve? Eleven. I think it was eleven. An LT headlined. Okay, so. And he has been been back since. Correct. He has not been back since. So this is the first time we're seeing. Oh wait, didn't he get after he lost? Did he have the Undertaker match the next year? I think it was a year prior. Okay, it was one of the two. Yeah. So either way, we haven't seen this guy for six, maybe seven years. Yeah. But we still haven't seen Diesel because Diesel's dead. Yes. And Razor Ramon is dead. All right. Those characters don't exist. Those characters anymore. are dead, and that's what's so fascinating about this. Yeah, they. Tr- I mean, the fact that they had fake Diesel, fake Razor Ramon, and then brought these guys in under their real names, under characters that they create, that they basically created in WCW, but acknowledging that these guys were those old characters, which it's is a really weird retcon. That's what I want to talk about because this match is horrible. For considering yeah. that two of the three guys have put on two of the best matches ever, the first ladder match of Razor Ramon yes. and Shawn Michaels still holds up. Definitely. Obviously, Austin Hartwert is amazing. Yeah. If not the best match of all time in Rainy, other than Macho and Three. Come on. Right. This should be great. This yeah. just happens. It just it's it's really bad. I mean, there's really, um, yeah. Like once again, don't even need any of these notes in the match. Uh, it's a brawl, but it's much closer to Austin Savio Vega. It's like where they're just they're just going through the motions, and um, you know, us. Uh, Stone Cold hits. I I put too many stunners, which is like you just at a certain point you devalue it. We need to point out that like the match is technically against Scott Hall. Yes, but uh, but, but Kevin Nash comes out with him, and he's there like for the first seven minutes of a nine minute match. He's doing what he used to do with Michaels. Sure. Yeah. Which is fine, but like so now Austin's doing double the work. Yeah, because he's got to work both these guys exactly. And in retrospect, we know that the Stone Cold stuffer really just hurts Austin. <laughs> Right. And that's why he doesn't wrestle that's anymore. That's why, yes. So knowing the context of his with like history, you just every single one of these he's, he's doing, it's like, oh, that's why he's not wrestling. Oh, that's not why. He, oh, he's hurt. He's right. getting more hurt. This is painful. Why are we doing this? Why are we I wasting? Don't, this is dumb. why are we wasting him? Yeah, and I mean, um, it just you know, Hall at this point's forty three, but he looks worse. I think because of all the booze, um, he lost three months uh, in in his return. Wow. As a wrestler, um, he got fired after this thing called the plane ride from hell, where they were coming back from the UK tour or the European tour, and um, everyone was just drunk, out of their mind. I think, I think, um, and I'll have to fact check it, but I think uh, Mr. Maybe it was Mr. Perfect Ch- Challenge, like Angle or something like. There was like uh, to like a, a shoot wrestling match on the plane. on the plane. Hell yeah! And I, I think even. Hall was like drunk and passed out, so he didn't actually do any like the shenanigans. But they fired him anyway. Um, How he was, was that he was not a, a movie? Because he's a mess. Oh, I mean, yeah, it should be a short. Uh, Where's the, that thirty for thirty? Yeah, the, the oral history of, of the, the plane from hell. The plane from hell. Um, actually, so that was posted. cut that out because I'm going to pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> that was. So are we, should I really cut that out? <laughs> no. Okay. Are you, this is post nine eleven? Yeah. Was it a private plane? I have no idea. It's one. I mean, you it's get gotta be a people. Plane. People do stupid stuff on planes now. If there's not a marshal on it, it's not like you get. Sh- you know, it's an international flight. 
Are there always marshals on every international? I thought flight? there were. All right, maybe it was PJ. How much room is on a flight where these guys could wrestle? These are things I will investigate in my thirty for thirty plane ride from hell. All right, so this match is whatever. Yeah, there is the only good thing in this match, and this is saying something. Um, Nash attacks the ref and Stone Cold, um, and then when the ref is out, a ref comes from out from the back and does the best ref slide. He basically slides in like a like a circus seal, like just slides in. About halfway through the 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 match, um, and then he gets dropped by Nash. Um, but yeah, Stone Cold does stuns everybody involved, and he it's wins. A, it's a huge and it's the most celebration beer since the end of a Mania. Yeah, I think he catches it, like thirty fucking beers. He's not in a good place with um, creative like this. In two thousand two is the beginning of the end for Austin. Okay, so ex- we left off seventeen with Rock uh, Austin, really really great match. Yes. With a heel turn that no one enjoyed. No one enjoyed the heel turn at 17. So is that why he's year, mid-card all of a sudden? The next year was kind of kind of part of that. I think he said that he needed the heel turn to freshen things up. Then the writing sucked, though. And then the invasion angle, and he just gets kind of lost in the mix. Nothing really worked. Um, he's also dealing with, like, nagging injuries. And then this thing happens, and then he's... Him and... I think he was pissed that, yeah, he was mid-card... That they were only getting ten minutes, and that I don't think Hall could work at this point because he was too much of a mess. Um, this is the beginning. You know, a few months later is the incident with Austin's wife, where he attacks his wife. Um, he he bla- like was blasting off in kind of like the press about uh, about creative direction and stuff. And this story will kind of continue in the next one. Now, when did Brock Lesnar come into the company? Between now and the next one, that's all I know. Do you know when he when, when uh, yeah at some point uh, they wanted I mean, creative creative wanted um, Austin to uh, lose to Lesnar like on a Raw or something uh-huh. to make Lesnar look strong, and he was like that wastes both of us, do and he you, didn't want to do it. And into this day, he regrets doing that. He, he talks regrets, about re- it all. Yeah, the time. he regrets the way he handled it because yeah, I have more notes on this in the next one because yeah, there's okay, like the we'll timeline. We'll get to that then. It's over from between now and the next WrestleMania. A lot of that shit happens. This is so fascinating, though. Yeah, and all that stuff's interesting because it's like this is so. Here's the thing, and we're gonna see with our. I think that the match ends up being much better than it should later. But the match that everybody wanted, if you were a fan of wrestling in this era, and you were like, wouldn't it be great? if there was a crossover between WWF and WCW and you had the biggest guys go against each other, what have you had? Stone Cold versus Hulk Hogan. Like, those, that's the match. Whether or not that would have been good at this point, whether or not, you know, but that's like the fantasy booking. That was the, the thing that people wanted to see. Not The Rock versus Hogan. I don't think as much, and I don't, it definitely wasn't Stone Cold versus Scott Hall. Okay. Yeah. So that's an interesting point. Yeah. Let's move on. So this is, by the way, with 100 minutes to go, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Ric Flair, and Scott Nash are all done. Wow. Yeah. This is not a good mania. No. Um, we go to our uh, video package for WWF Access, which is essentially the Comic-Con of the WWF. Yes. It looks massive. This thing has ballooned so much since our, our once beloved WrestleMania 5K on the beach with Mr. Fuji. Just gone out of hand. Brunch is nowhere to be seen. How is it so popular still? I know this goes away. That's why I'm like Right. Like, no, it's kind of this marveling in. at it. Yeah. I mean, it's because... The same company has The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, and The Undertaker, yeah. and you know, and Triple H and Jericho, and it's just like this is what it was. This but is they the peak. they do have Hogan in the package, and mm-hmm. he looks legitimately like, oh, this is surprising. Yeah, I mean, by the end at WCW, like 
it was not like this. That whole that company that he helped run to the ground by taking way too much money. Wow. All right. So let's move. The on. only note from Axis I have is that there's a statue of Stacy Keeler's ass that you could touch, which is exactly what I was going to talk about next. Okay. Because it's our four way tag match featuring the Dudley Boys and their manager slash accompanied by Stacy Keeler. Yes. In an ideal world, mm-hmm. in my mind, fantasy booking life. Stacy Keebler and one of the Dudley boys would have fallen in love <laughs> and just had really nice kids. That's nice. And they'd still be wrestling That's if they sweet. wanted to. Yeah. Maybe they'd run a bar. Yeah. The Dudley boys, obviously. Right. Maybe Stacy Keebler would still host a show on Lifetime. It doesn't matter. But uh, she is now with the Dudley boys. For reasons. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, Saliva does play their theme song, Get the Tables. It's a little on the nose, I think, but you know, here we are. Do you think George Clooney saw this and was like, I have to date her in roughly seven years? Yeah. He was a rib, yeah. Um, so our other teams in this, um, I don't have anything about this match, but... Oh, I do. Uh, I do. I have a lot about Billy this match. And, well, good. You can, you can carry the weight here. Billy and Chuck, which is uh, Chuck Palumbo and Billy Ass, uh, their gimmick is basically... That, their gimmick was that they were... They were gay for mm-hmm. each other. Um, they didn't know it. It was like ambiguously gay duo stuff. Whatever. APA. Always pound an ass. Who is roughly 100 combined ages. They're so, they, Not even close. They're <laughs> like, what, 35? They look so bad. Yeah. It's, it's all the that cigars. Fucking, it's, the cigar, it's the like high hairline, but I refuse to shave my head yeah. stuff that makes them look like shit. And the Hardy Boys. Yes. And this is what I have for notes. Uh, no matter what they did. Mm-hmm. This is going to be disappointing. I have after ladder TLC disappointment. You can't top <laughs> the greatest triple threat match of all time that we've seen thus far. Definitely. I'm not saying it's impossible to top it, but thus far with a normal four-way match with two guy with two teams whose gimmicks are fucking horrible. Yeah. The Dudley Boys gimmick is awesome. To this day it remains good and relative. They, Same with the Hardy they Boys. They had a prominent spot on a pay-per-view and a Monday Night Raw. This weekend in 2015. I'm, I'm 100% cool with that. Yeah. They're actually aging into their gimmick really, really well. Super, I mean, there's parts of it that don't work. But sure. sure. But then, now that's why they lose. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, whoever create, creative likes the Dudley Boys. Yes. They Fans get, like the Dudley Boys. Because they are they seem somewhat genuine yeah. in a world of fake, up, fake bullshit. Right. And the Hardy Boys legitimately like drugs. And they don't care about their bodies. And it shows. Yeah. Some of the fucking flips that these guys are doing for really no reason are still very impressive. Yeah. The only note I really have about the actual match itself, other than that it's bound to be a disappointment, um, there's one por- point where Stacey Kubler oh, basically yeah, shows, flashes her ass as a distraction. She turns around and, like, turns her shorts oh, into a thong. Yeah, which is kind of gross. And um, so... I, th- I think Jeff Hardy smacks it's her Jeff ass Hardy. and then kisses her and then she gets thrown no, out. No, she he walks over mm-hmm. because she's like on the hard she's yeah. on the Dudley Boys side like I'm going to distract him. Yeah, she slaps it very hard and right. aggressively, and then forces a kiss on Stacey. Forceful entry, not cool, bro. Not fucking cool. No. Um. That being said, <laughs> yeah, this is a huge mess. And then um, Diva gets thrown through a table. Yeah, Bob gets the twist of fate and a swanton bomb and. The Hardy Boys swantons, though, like, so good. Yeah, because it's a, fl- a front flip where you flip at the, you flip your head at the last possible second. It always looks like you're going to break your neck. It's so... Yeah. Um, and they then, deserve 
all of the money and all the drugs. Billy and Chuck uh, cheat to win, and that's it. Um, we cut, which is a shame because, yep, yeah, give it to one of the two teams we like and have liked for now three who years. Never, who didn't win any of those matches? The three TLC ladder matches, which is okay. Edge and Christian won. It's okay because Edge and Christian were good, right? But these but, other two teams suck. Yeah, we know that, right? Fuck you, man! Like you don't know it's what so you're bad. doing. None, do you think anybody has like an AP? Well, actually, yeah, always pointing ass is pretty funny. But yeah. like the other, for example, yeah, no one has a, a billion Chuck shirt. Aren't we here to sell a shirt? Isn't that kind yeah. of the premise of this thing? God, yeah. So we cut back um, the outsiders, uh, Hall and Nash. Uh, they're with Hulk, who's basically like, I need to do this by myself. Um, setting up, teasing, that's foreshadowing what's going to happen. Um, then we cut to uh, Molly, who ha- is our hardcore champion. Um, she gets hit with like the door that's like two like at the top and the bottom are separate. She she gets hit by the door, and uh, Christian wins it. So as far as the violence against women, uh, not as bad as we've seen previously. Yeah, because in theory, well, she's holding the belt. It's an why, yeah, yeah. Well, also gonna, she hit herself in theory. So yeah. why are you hitting yourself? Why, you, why you hit yourself? But it's okay because it's a comic actor. Whatever. It's yeah. not good, but it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Right. So now we have a giant video package, which giant? is yeah. pretty well produced, actually. Yeah, I think, and it really tells the story here um, as far as putting into context Hogan leaving and coming back mm-hmm. uh, and where The Rock is in the company this time. And, you know, Hogan's whole thing is like, you know, I was on top of the world here, but something happened and you people turned on me and I left. Mm-hmm. And Rock is like, you know, I believed in you. I was... Little Rock, and I believed in you, and it wasn't the people that drove you out; it was you. So he Rock challenges Hogan to cha- uh, to headline WrestleMania, and uh, he said it'll be a pleasure. To, and Hogan's like, it'll be a pleasure to kick your ass at WrestleMania. And it's funny because this is not the headlining match. Yeah, but uh, they tr- they it's they they it tried. Is sort of the it headlining is, it match. Is, yeah, and uh, Hogan's like, actually, I think it goes. The Rock is like, it'll be a pleasure to kick your ass. And Hogan's like, good luck, you'll need it. And then The Rock was like, not as much as you, brother. I think he took the brother line. So, unless I flip that whole thing. But, uh, you the point re- is, pl- The Rock is a national treasure and Hulk Hogan is garbage. Yes. Um, the, they, I mean, King sets up the match that it's wrestling's past versus wrestling's future. This is WrestleMania, baby. <laughs> Does say it. So, there you go. Um, how much better is Hollywood Hogan than Hulkmania? Much better. Yeah. Much, he's still not good. No, but it's amazing. I was just always amazed at like him not bleaching his beard and letting the stubble grow, and like just the look how how much it it like just took years off his off his like life in a good way. Like he just doesn't look as old and sure. Yeah, but the gimmick is still horrible and thin. Right, and I don't care about him in any way, and I want horrible things to happen to him. And guess what? They do in real life. Yeah, so that's good at least. No, it's sad. That's the th- you're supposed to go away and donate all your money to charity, not have your son murder a boy and then have your son in jail forever and then make a sex tape and say racist stuff. No, I thought that's how it's supposed to go. I'm no, sorry. no, it's supposed to be like, uh, bye. Yeah, I gave all my, my mistake to Rain because Mick Foley's cool. Yeah. Um, it's amazing how many notes I took on all the wrestling in this card, and I have no desire to talk about any of the wrestling in this but, card. Yeah, so uh, here are my notes. The pre-match cheers were cool. Mm-hmm. The, um, fuck Hogan. Ugh, fucking fuck Hogan's power-up bullshit. At least Hogan sold the people's elbow. Yes, and I will say this. Basically, the whole match here is that um, as they had it planned, 
Obviously, The Rock is supposed to be the face, and Hogan is Hollywood Hogan. He's supposed to be the heel. But everyone is cheering so much for Hogan. He's so over as the face. Because fucking stupid. They're stupid, and this is why you don't play the audience. Saliva, Drowning Pool, Hulk Hogan. They had to actually improv it. They had like worked through the mat- match of how they were going to do it, and they had to change it a little. I mean, um, you know, he's still kind of working... Hogan's still working heel. He's raking rocks back, and he's biting him and choking him. But he's getting these huge pops. So they kind of had a role with it. The like, we're gonna have to kind of lean in to this heat. Um, but the you know, there's not. They you know they kind of go back and forth. But yeah, he does his does the Hulk up and the leg drop, and but Rock gives him like just a two, um, and then Rock does two rock bottoms and people's elbow, and crowd's finally back with the Rock. But they had to kind of go through. And up and ups and downs to get there, um, you know. Rock celebrates, and this is Hogan's best acting or selling ever of the people's elbow. Like he is holding his chest until they up the ramp, like, which is ugh, fuck Hogan. Which is funny because the the people's elbow is like the second the, worst finisher after the leg drop. Stephanie McMahon took a people's elbow. She's still alive. How's her sternum? Still oh, in God. one piece. Um, no, but I actually do appreciate it because you're trying to. I mean, sure, at the end of the sure. day, you should put the rock over. But you know what? You should also do um, your job for the first ten years you're in the company. How about that? <laughs> right. We still not hold be that rewarded. Him? Are you going to hold it against him now, then, and forever? <laughs> um, you know. So then, uh, the outsiders come to you know they 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 do a handshake, and then the outsiders come to jump Hogan. Uh, rock comes back, clears the ring, and then they both celebrate together, doing the Hogan poses and all that stuff. Um, and I will say it's Hogan's best mania match. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, it's not like the time away. I have no fun fondness for him. This is not my all. favorite. Right. It's his best. My yeah. favorite is him and warrior. Right. Cause warrior wins. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's really short. Yeah. It's in, like, I think that's like this, six minutes long in this building. Yeah. I think yeah. that's like six minutes long. Though. Right. No joke. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's short. I mean, in this one, is uh, 16 minutes long. But it, with the celebrations, it's 48 minutes long. It's so long, yeah. Um, almost as long as this podcast. It's pretty long. Um, so, yeah, no, but I just think it's his best one as far as the in-ring actually works for what it's supposed to do. Sure, yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, my thing is I'm not like, oh, it's great to have Hogan back. But I'm like, well, if he was back, this is probably... This no. is where I started where I was like, it should be Stone Cold. And then by after this match, it actually kind of worked for me. Oh, I'm really glad it was The Rock yeah. and not Stone Cold because then be like, oh, it's just two racists hanging out. At least like now in retrospect, it's like, oh, boy. It's like it's easy to pick a side. Yeah, it's super yeah. great. And The Rock, I felt bad for The Rock at a certain point. But then I remembered like, oh, no, he's The Rock. He, he knows what he, he's doing. He he's turns an adult out all man. right. It's yeah, fine. He's Everything's doing his, fine. He's doing his job. Because the fucking Hogan celebration is legit four minutes long when yeah. he's going to the crowd. Yeah, it's so long. Come on, man. Um. We do, uh, I'll just do it for going through the motions on this one, but they cut to WF Times Square, and the big show is there. So he's gone from headlining, co-headlining at 50, at 2000, <laughs> to hanging out. He might have been hurt. He's a big knows. show, man. That's hey, you can't, can't, oh, can't contain him in Canada. Um, their uh, proud Canadian sponsor, Pizza Pizza, uh, presents the Skydome record attendance. Yes. 68,237. And we're almost there. Really quick, though, one last Hogan note. Who the fuck is making, like, homemade spray-painted NWO signs? Assholes. What fucking losers actually like the NWO? 
I mean, Someone, the, the too sweet thing is like a joke about how bad those like the whole thing. We and, like, need to like we're gonna do a separate once we wrap up WrestleMania. We just we have to try to figure out who the fuck liked NWO. Was anybody sincerely like into NWO? Is that our other thirty for thirty? It might be. Okay. What's wrong with you fuckers? <laughs> There's so much good to like in this, but you motherfuckers made the dumbest shit popular. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I really hope in thirty years it's just New Day shirts everywhere. Yeah. But I don't think it will I don't be. Think that's gonna it's happen, gonna be sadly. fucking shield bullshit. You guys suck. Doo doo. Doo doo. Okay, so we now go to our triple threat for the women's WWF women's championship. Um between Jazz, Trish Stratus, and Lita. This is probably the best um they have six minutes to do this match. Um and they right before the headline match so it's a it's technically like your popcorn break to be polite about it and they do the best they they really i think like we're like well, we get six minutes let's make the best of it uh, i have two notes on this yes number one uh jerry, jerry the king lawler says speaking of ladies none of them is fat he's the fucking worst and then i hit mute and i watched <laughs> the match on, did you enjoy it after that? it was a really good match it yeah. was like I obviously I didn't know the exact storylines earlier. Didn't really matter. Really not. You can't really have a story with six minutes. So I mean, as far as there wasn't really one coming in, I don't. And my other note much. was: uh, here's my forcible entry uh, line. Lita is the only one of the three uh, female wrestler, women's wrestlers, that come out to the ring that has a, a track on that album. Right. So when she comes out behind her, it says forcible entry. Ugh. That's not even a subliminal message. It's just a message. <laughs> And then here's my other... Qu- this is a question, not an observation. What's worse for f- women's wrestling, Moolah or Lawler? Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Historically, Lawler, you have to go Moolah. Mo- but this is turning off potential future female yeah, like, r- r- women yeah. wrestlers. Like you see Jazz, who looks like a real r- wrestler and... Uh, can wrestle and Lita and Trish, even Trish, who you know she's Trish a fitness essentially model. started out as like a fucking nothing. She's a fitness model with big fake boobs, but she could actually like learn, was a really good wrestler. It's sort of like the Sable thing. It's like, oh yeah, yeah you people are great, right? Um, yeah, but yeah, but if you were watching this and you go, oh, so if I get worked that hard, I'll have some sixty-year-old creep talk about puppies, like you know, it's just gross. Um, Jazz wins with this. A super a fisherman suplex, like which is great because she came turnbuckle. in holding the championship belt. Yes, and based on what you'd think the WWF oh, yeah. would cast as their champion, it would not be Jazz. The th- the fact that Trish Stratus is Canadian and comes in like wearing Canadian flag, everything, yeah, it would make sense. But yeah, it's pretty cool that Jazz Jazz keeps it. But that we'll being see said, more. if any of them won, you'd be fine with it. It'd be fine. They're yeah. all good. It's sort of like I mean, this is sad. It's sort of like the triple threat in the last one, except that was a tables, ladders, and chairs match. And yeah. featured a lot of almost death. This was just a solid match that I wish was maybe 60 minutes and you make the Hogan match six minutes. Is this the second best wrestling on yes. In the card? Yes, it is. Hands yeah. down. It's the second best wrestling on the card. Yeah. And that's uh, sad. Yeah. It's really sad. So after this two short match, we do get a, a cut in our finale of our hardcore championship saga. Uh, Christian's backstage packing his stuff in the car. Um, and then Maven... Uh, comes back out oh yeah i forgot about this that does make sense now so maven comes back out wins takes christian's cab with presumably christian's luggage which is great yeah and it's also funny because lawler actually has a very good line wait a minute you can't take a mam's cab which i thought was interesting because i think maven's like one of two or three african-american wrestlers on the bill (laughs) and he takes the white man's cab 
Like there the, you go. The white man had to flag it. I down. don't know why the WWF are such social justice warriors. Yeah. Then we go to our headline match. Jericho versus Triple H, the champion. Chris Jericho versus Triple H. Um, the story here um, is I don't know because all we got was a montage over saliva or drowning pool or some shit. I mean, it's basically that drowning pool performed the game, which is a song that Motorhead wrote. Right. That Triple H, like, did they commission that or they just? I think they commissioned it. It was just a cover. It's just like a no, 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 no. I, oh, I, for forcible entry. No, no. <laughs> did the WWF approach Motorhead? Asking, can we use this song? Or were they saying, hey, will you please write a song for Hunter? He's from, he's a blue blood. I think it's the latter, right? They didn't have that. I th- Yeah, I don't think they had a song that said, it's time to play the game. But they might have. Because that's also very Motorhead. So exactly. Could, yes. That's what I was wondering. Okay, I think they commissioned it. And then they got, they commissioned Drowning Pool to cover it. Yeah, so there's a lot of commission going on. Yeah, there's a lot of money flowing, flying around. But in, okay, so they're gonna wrestle for the championship belt because it's yeah, you want that. That's cool. Yes. And but the, here's the twist: Stephanie McMahon is in the corner of Talk as Jericho, not her kayfabe or real life husband at this point. At this point, I think just dating still. Will in real life or in real life in uh, kayfabe, kayfabe? They're about to get divorced. Yes. And that's why she's in Jericho's corner for some fucking. This reason. is the thing. I didn't even bother looking at the story because like they didn't even make an attempt to tell the story. Uh, and the Steph kind of does. Stephanie McMahon throughout the entire match is clearly audible, and it makes this match much better. Yeah, I mean Steph is great. She's a great manager. Yeah, um, they do. You know, talk about uh, you know uh, Triple H's. Uh, wait, the he had his leg injury. Yeah, I think that's next. Is that this year? No, they talk about it. It's not the. It's not the major one though. That doesn't happen till later. So oh boy, uh, Triple H is orange. Yeah, he's he, a different color. Yeah, he, has he ever performed wetter? Oof, that's a that's a classic line there. Um, yeah, no, Jericho he's soaked and he's bone orange. dry. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, you don't. Jericho's like, hey, dude, you you don't even have to be orange and wet. Canada's own Jericho yeah. is going to headline WrestleMania holding two belts now. Canada dry. <laughs> hey, there you go. That actually works. Why does the WWF at this point have essentially two belts for the same thing? I actually don't remember why. Oh come on, you suck. That's the next one. No, that's this. No, I know it's the next. It's they're supposed to be next time. No, it's this. This is undisputed. There's two belts, but it's not the brand split. The brand split is the next one. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. What do the two belts stand for? Because if you look at the listing, it says singles match for the W undisputed WWF championship. Yeah, let's talk about the match, and I'll figure it out. Okay, so the match happens, and it's not a bad match at all. Yeah. Um, there's callbacks um, to, you know, like Jericho doing the figure four on the ring post, like Bret Hart. Yeah, um, there's a kick to trip. Jericho kicks Triple H while Triple H is setting up a uh, a move on his kayfabe wife. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot stuff. of violence towards Steph. Uh, there's a pedigree to Stephanie that was one of the biggest pops of the night. That's always... It's always a big always pop. Always disturbing. To, to hurt the lady. Um, but the match is incredibly long. 18 minutes and 41 seconds. It feels like it's 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, they do the dumb thing. Which is? Uh, they do a submission. Jericho does the Walls of Jericho, a submission move to Triple H on the table. They've been doing this in Raw recently. Yeah. It doesn't use the table for leverage. It doesn't. It's not You're like. You're essentially saying like, hey, don't worry. In a few minutes, Jericho's going to go through this table, which yeah. is what happens. Yes. Which he does get a pedigree. Uh, 
Or actually, I think he, the pedigree gets reversed, and he goes through the table. No matter what, yes. Jericho Somebody's goes going through, through a table. Yeah, you go through tables. God, yeah, this match is just a mess. And then, like... But it's yeah. not horrible. That's no, the thing, no. Though. But it's just it having Steph involved and having her getting hit, and then, you know, Triple H pedigrees Jericho and wins. Yeah. Because that's how all stories end. <laughs> Triple H always has to win. Which is actually fine at this point. Yeah. But no, I mean, and then this thing is... Thank God it's over. It's this is what you know. This always happens. The ones that are really bad, we talk for way too long because it's just like you want to talk about anything else, yeah, other than what's happening. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's still not that bad of a mania though. I have it is like a six or a seven out of ten overall. I put it um, above like two and four. I hated this one so much. I didn't hate it. I hate the next one a lot more. That's see, I find that strange because I think the next one has yeah, a lot more. I think I don't. Th- I think the reason why I don't hate this one as much is there's no limp biscuit, so that's nice. Yeah, which is in the future. There's not nearly as much sexism or racism or homophobia. There's just right. a little bit of each, and just there a was little. a ton in 2000. The next one is it has such extremes. Exactly. So in that way, I like it more. Um, I like seeing Booker T for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I like the female the women's match a lot. I like The Rock destroying Hulk Hogan, even though Hogan gets to celebrate. Right. I, there is stuff to like. I just even when it I doesn't work, I'm just like, that's all right. Yeah. Like this is still more enjoyable, or it's short. Right. And as far as the undisputed belt, it's because they had the WCW after the the invasion stuff. They had the WCW championship. It was unbranded. It was referred to as the World Championship, and uh, The Rock had that, and Stone called it the WWF Championship, and Jericho beat both of them the same night and became the first undisputed champion. Thank you. Okay, now really quick, the belt that actually looks cool, the like classic looking the belt, that's the WCW belt. one, right? The big gold belt. Okay, yeah. that's the one that you'll see like on the Ric Flair podcast. Yeah, logo. Okay, cool. They should get that back. <laughs> it should. They, it should look more like the IC belt. Well, because now the belt looks like a Super Bowl ring that you wear around your waist. Exactly. And before that, it was like the spinner belt. <laughs> Well, that's John Cena. He's a cool dude. John Cena's a cool guy. So that's the moral of uh, WrestleMania X8. John Cena is a cool cool guy. 